right, welcome to Lock the four SCS fanatic. Oh, am I there too early? <laughs> this is the four FCS fanatics radio show with your host Adam Willie, Preston Adams, Dakota Collins, and Jeff Wigton. And now, here's the show. All right, now we're ready. All right, welcome, guys, to the four FCS Fanatics. We're minus Preston Adams tonight, so we'll just be the three FCS Fanatics for tonight, if that's all right. How are you gentlemen doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Doing well. Yeah, Good thank night. you. Uh, the hot weather is going to be out of here. We're looking forward to, oh. to a little bit of uh, more football weather. I'm looking forward to this cool weather. About it. <laughs> I know, I, th- I saw something yesterday that said it's still three weeks away for us, so uh, I'm dreading that. Oh. Uh, yes, just to no, kick things I'm, off tonight. I'm definitely looking forward to weather where it feels like it's time to be out tailgating instead of being, you know, on the spit being tailgated. <laughs> You're not wrong. Glad to get rid of these 90s weather. I know, you walk outside and just, like run, running to a brick wall of sun. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Yeah, uh, and you're right. You got about three, four another week. So, yeah. <laughs> so to start things off, I just let's just I'd say let's talk about one thing from this past week that stood out to us the most. I'll start with you, Jeff. What's one thing that caught your attention last week? Well, of course. I always have an eye towards Macomb, and I, I love the fact that the Leathernecks upset the uh, upset the um, Montana Grizzlies. So that that's that's definitely something that I enjoyed. So if you're looking All for right. something though in my conferences, um, yeah, I think it might be the Pioneer going. Uh, you know, just the Pioneer. One of my what happened? I mean. The Ivy League, and I'm sure one of you guys is going to uh, bring this up in a little bit, but <laughs> who who brought the ringers into the Ivy League this week? <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Did anyone win? I mean, Butler fell 50-7 to seven to Princeton, and Harvard beat San Diego. Uh, what? <laughs> San Diego's down this year, too, though. I've noticed that, but I mean, I still expected them to beat Harvard. Well, yeah, but Ivy League—you never know. Yeah. Look at yeah, Yale; they got exactly. beat by Holy Cross. That seems to be the story in a lot of these conferences. Is you just don't know any given Saturday. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, it's definitely All right. been, a t- especially as. as Preston would say the, the the Colonial has just been crazy this year. Oh, dear. So kidding. All right, Adam, what's that to you the most? I'd say probably I'm going to use Preston's famous quote here. CAA, what the hell? Still, <laughs> I still have no idea what's going on in that league. Towson, Towson really stood out to me. I got to watch a little bit of their game. They went in and upset Villanova at home, who was number 10 in the stats polls. That's the one game that really stood out to me this past week. 
about you, Dakota? Going outside my conference, um, the thing that gets going in my mind is there is a there things are bad in Huntsville, Texas. You know, barely squeaking by Prairie View, and then dropping a home game last week to North Dakota, who's not a bad team, but you know, for multiple seasons, Sam Houston State's been among the top tier of SES teams. And mm-hmm. what we're seeing is their defense mm-hmm. is struggling. I mean, what else is new? But their offense, which has been their bread and butter, it's ranked 88th in the country right now. So things are bad in Huntsville, Texas right now. And then going in my conference, focus on the SOCON. Mercer, on the road, defeating Sanford. Oh. Bulldogs dropped. You know, they were a little hungover from that heartbreaker to Florida State. And then Wofford, who a lot of people aren't taking seriously the top ten team, they went to Wyoming and almost pulled out the FBS upset. And that's a hard place to play. We talked about that. You know, that's yeah. just not the easiest place to go into and, and pull out a win. Right. So for an FCS team to do that, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was I was impressed with the Terriers. I mean, don't they run that triple option, though? They do. So, that's a hard offense for any team to defend, but still to be competitive on the road in a place like, like Wyoming, that really caught my eye. I don't know if yeah. that made people respect them more, but if they can continue that kind of production throughout the season, then, yeah, they'll they'll be hard uh, yeah. for most teams to put away. Well, what yeah, y'all think sure. of last week's game of the week? I thought it was a little bit. I got to watch of it. I thought it wasn't too bad. Dude, which I don't remember what the score was now. Yeah, it was a close game. It came down. Yeah, it was twenty to ten, McNeese. Yeah, so it came down pretty much, pretty close to the wire. Looks like I didn't get to watch much of it, but it looks like it came down pretty close to the wire. Yeah, because. Nichols, their quarterback, had 257 passing yards in the loss. He looks yeah. Nichols, really good. Nichols actually, they actually outgained McNeese in the game. Yeah, no kidding. I really I looked at the box score for the game because I didn't get to watch any of it. So I looked at the box score because I saw the final score. And it was actually Nichols' offense gave them an opportunity to win this game, and their defense was able to contain McNeese after giving up an early touchdown in the first two quarters. But it was Nichols' special teams that really ruined this. Opening kickoff, Nichols fumbles the football at their own 16. So McNeese scored an early touchdown. And then mid-first quarter, they attempt a 49-yard field goal. They miss it. Then early second, after McNeese's mm-hmm. second touchdown, they get they get a 39-yard field goal, and they miss that one too. So it wasn't the, really the offense or defense. It was the special teams for Nichols that really gave the game to McNeese because, like I said, they outgained McNeese 363 to 280. They both had 17 first downs. Nichols actually had the ball for five more minutes, and the defense held McNeese to just 30% on third down. But, you know, it, it, it does depend. I mean, you've got McNeese that's pushing the ball over the end zone, pushing the ball into the end zone. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what did it for him. Because, I mean, 
you've got what, what was it, two touchdowns in the first half? And that was a yeah. win it. So yeah. yeah, Nichols Nichols only touchdown came with six seconds left in the game, so it was essentially a twenty to three defeat is yeah, pretty much. Because what did it say? Was it what was it like the last second? Pretty much they scored. Yeah. Yeah, yeah six so seconds left. So yeah, pretty much twenty to three. Jeez, though, after looking at these stats, Nichols held McNeese to their highest receiver was fifty-six yards. So Nichols played really well in defense. Yeah, their defense yeah, yeah. because despite the two early touchdowns, they only gave up six points the rest of the way. Yeah, right. But if Nichols wants to make that next step and be a contender in the Southland in the playoffs, special teams going to have to cash on the opportunities, and the offense is going to have to stop settling for field goals. Yeah, yeah, they got to get the ball into the end zone. They, so that, they don't win if they don't. So that you know, it surprises me that Sam Houston State and Nichols are still as high as they are in the top 25. You know, I mean, yeah, okay, this is a tough game for Nichols to get it, but Sam Houston State is still they're, they're in 11th place. You well, know, I know we'll talk more about that later, but. That one's still really surprising. If they're in 11, they only dropped down seven spots. I think I had them going from like ninth down to 18th in my poll. You know, you you have Nichols at one and two, and they're ahead of teams like Montana, UC Davis, North Dakota, Rhode Island. Do you think yeah. they should be behind those teams? I don't know about Montana, but they shouldn't be ahead of Maine. They shouldn't be ahead of Rhode Island. And Rhode they're, Island they're behind, 23rd? They are behind Maine. And Rhode Island's 23rd. Nichols, I understand why they're still in the top 25, because one of those losses is to an FBS school. Right. Mm-hmm. And the other loss is to a top 25 school. So I understand they're still in the top 25, but would they be at you and I at 0-2? So that's what I noticed too. In the coaches poll, you and I, uh, you know, winless is number twenty-two. Yeah. Yeah, but again, now we're, we're now we're, you're talking about a team that's lost to an FBS team. Uh, they lost to Montana at Montana. You know, you're, they're they're losing to quality opponents. Right. And yeah. So I can see that number twenty-two ranking still, but yeah, when you're zero and three. It's hard for me to say. Yeah, you still belong in the top twenty-five. I don't care. Yeah, who they should. They should be one and two after this weekend. If they lose this weekend, then they're in trouble. Who do they have this weekend? Uh, Hampton. Oh, they yeah. should win that. <laughs> they don't win that, then you know they're in trouble. <laughs> and you know, talking about another train wreck. Look at the. Uh, Northern Arizona. I mean, they they had that early oh, game. Uh, that yeah. was a 
Oh, yeah. Fairly good game against Eastern Washington. And what's happened since? Well, I was talking with Kyler Neal actually this week. He was telling me Northern Arizona, Cookus was out. Running back was okay. out. And um, star wide receiver was out. So they had their three top players all out this week. So they had well, their three biggest contributors out. But... <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't lose that, that big to Missouri State. So all three of those players are on offense, right? Yeah, all three of those players right. are their top offensive players. That's all he had so, told me that was out. There might have been some key defensive so star- players out, too. So the starting defense still gave up 40 points to Missouri State. That's unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is Missouri State. This is, you know, is Missouri State <laughs> even in the poll? Yeah, they actually they are. They're they're now ahead of Northern Arizona. So. <laughs> yeah, they're receiving votes now, so they might get up there. And that just again to me, uh, just is amazing that Missouri State. Maybe that's another program that you know next year we're going to be talking about turning the corner. You know, getting up there like like we are about Southern Illinois this year. Yeah. Those are two teams that could be really good teams in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah, it'd be a good thing to see teams like Missouri State, who you know just been a bottom dweller for so many years, to finally you know see a program get rejuvenated, turn it around in Missouri Valley, get more right parity in yeah. the conference. Well, and I can yeah, remember okay. the early 90s. I mean, they were – it was them and it was Northern – yeah, Northern Iowa and Western for a few years fighting for that top spot in the in the conference. You know, Northern Iowa used to win it most of the time. But, you know, it was it was always those three teams for a few years that were always right there, right at the top. Right. So, yeah, it would be nice to see them kind of like Southern. You know, it would be nice to see them fighting for for something more than bottom dweller feeding. Yeah, because let's see, the highest, oh, looks like in 2013 was the highest they've finished in recent years in the conference, and that was tied for second. That's because they went five and three in the conference, but five and seven overall. Yeah, but they always. Missouri State always also has a tough non-conference schedule, too. Oh, yeah, they they always schedule it tough. You know, it's I'm not surprising to see them play in Arkansas or Tulsa or, you know, Memphis or somebody like that. You know, last year they played Mizzou. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's always, yeah. it, it, they're always playing a regional powerhouse that, yeah, okay, they should, they should lose to them, but, you know, it's it's nice to see them now maybe turning that into success against the teams of their size. Yeah. Yeah. This year is no different. They started off season and, you know, still water against Oklahoma state. So still keeping up with that regional powerhouse scheduling. Mm-hmm. So yeah. continue looking at the, you know, the new top 25 this week. Is there some, you know, besides the, Nichols and you and I debate. Is there something else that really sticks out to you within the, like maybe the top ten or just mm-hmm. the top twenty five as a whole? 
like we had mentioned earlier, for me, it'd probably be Rhode Island. I feel like they should be higher than 23. Because mm-hmm. I don't even remember where I had them, but I think I had them in like the top 15. You check where I, I had them. I can see them being a top 15 team, yeah. But mine. I had them like a top 15 type. Maybe it was, it was at least top 20, I know that. load. Well, and I'm looking at Samford at number 17. You know, I'm not sure who Samford's played that's, uh, you know, that's been good or bad, you know, the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that they're one and two, I know they played uh, the Division Two team that first week because they just absolutely smoked yeah. them. Then they played at Florida State and almost carried that off. But then they lost to Mercer. Yeah. That would be their three games. You know, so Do you think the Florida State game's weighting their rankings? I think it might actually be. You know, I, if you have a repressive te- a game against a, a team like Florida State, yeah, that's, I would think that that would give some weight to it. Yeah. I still can't believe that they dropped down farther in the poll. If you look at it. Because last week, Samford was in the top 10, and now they're at 17. Yeah, and they Houston dropped was in the top spot. 5, and now they're at 11. Yeah. I don't know how that makes sense, but... Eight yeah. Yeah, especially I'm with a, the loss. I'm, Go ahead. I'm gonna give some love to UC Davis. I, I think they deserve to be oh. out twentieth. You know, they they got they kicked off the season when the FBS went on the road. Then next week they followed up with a thrashing of San Diego, and then they weren't terrible against Stanford last week. They kept it respectable. No. Only lost by two. Yeah, that's pretty good against a top ten team. Now they In get the Idaho. They get Idaho Saturday. And we still yeah, don't know that, about Idaho because they got they got demolished by Fresno and then they beat up on Western yeah. New Mexico. So that's Idaho is still a mysterious team. That's going to really determine, I think, what we see from both teams this year. Oh yeah, definitely. That's that's a mm-hmm. game to where who's going to make the statement? Yeah, no kidding. You know, Idaho they were talking they were talking a lot of talk. You know when they move down to FCS, how they're going to run the Big Sky. So, yeah, they're not showing it yet. No, Mm-mm. no. So this is their this is their first chance to stake their claim in the Big Sky, sort of say. Well, and they need this win against the UC Davis, who is ranked. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But you know, nothing nothing against Idaho wasn't running the Big Sky when they were in the big sky the first time. No. So what's making them think that they're going to run it now? My guess is just because they got to the FBS levels and now they're moving down, they just kind of like the the big guys on campus. That's my only thought, too. Yeah, but there's a reason why they're back down to FCS. I mean, I'm not sure what, exactly. you know, what, their, <laughs> what their reasoning was, but they weren't ever really competitive in, in, in FBS. 
you know. So I I just don't see this being like a, a great year for Idaho. You know, I don't know. I'm gonna looking. Feeling, they're going to be feeling out the big sky, and you know, it's it's the same way. But you know, at the end of the day, I just don't see this being a program that's gonna that's gonna come you know against Eastern Washington and beat them. Yeah, well, going to your going to your point, you know, I'm looking ahead at Idaho's schedule, and they may have they may end on the toughest four game stretch. Three of their last four on the road, and on the road they have to face Eastern. No, I read it wrong. Yeah, Eastern. They do Washington. go to Eastern. They go to Eastern. Then they still got to host UND, host Montana, host Montana. and then they go, they go to, to Florida. Florida. Yeah, that's just brutal. Yeah, I well, think, and even that, even, even Southern Utah and Montana State aren't pushover games. No. no. Mm-mm. And that's at Montana State. We know Montana State stuff at home. Yeah. So yeah, they are. Southern Utah, Southern Utah might be a, a, a really good matchup for them at the end of, you know, in that middle of the season. Yeah, they sh- they should be. Yeah, very much so. But no, honestly, I- I'll agree. I there's nothing really jumps out here. I mean, Central Arkansas moved up nicely this week, and I, uh, Illinois State, I think, well deserved. They're finally moving up to where they belong. Um. Stony Brook is, is is only at twenty. That kind of surprises me a little bit. I still think that they should be a little higher, but we'll see after this week. Let's see who they who they play this week. Do you know Stony Brook? Not sure. Just a second. Let's go find out. Uh, they got Richmond. Looks like at home. Right, and that's that's. When Preston and I were talking about the CAA game of the week, that this is his game of the week right there. You know, he said Stony Brook and Richmond was, was his game of the week. And honestly, he's right. You know, this is going to oh, be yeah. the most competitive game in, in the Colonial this week. You know, it's a key conference matchup. Delaware is going to North Dakota State. I think, you know, we know how, how that's going to go. But, you know, I think Richmond and Stony Brook, that's going to go a long way towards who may get a playoff seat from a spot from from the Colonial. You know, whoever wins that game is going to have a leg up on that on that spot. And you know that that's going to be a game that that should be looked at by the uh, by the committee when they're selecting teams in that, in November. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. Stony Brook is lucky enough to have this game at home, but Richmond coming off that come from behind win, you know, the shortened week in St. Francis, Francis, you know, having to hit the road again to Stony Brook. Spiders feel a little. I fuck the Spiders feel a little disrespected after that St. Francis game. So this is their chance to to stay on the road and make a say a statement in the CAA. And 
Well, and you know, really, what has what has Richmond done wrong? They've played, you know, they've played Virginia and lost. Yes. Well, soccer, you know. Then they played Fordham. They trounced Fordham. I mean, that game was Unlike I think the, yeah. And then and then St. Francis, you know, they okay, so yeah, they, they had to go to St. Francis, but okay, they still had to make a shortened week and then go yeah. up to St. Francis and then come home to, to batten down the hatches for the hurricane. You know, so Yeah. I mean, I, I'm more than happy to cut Richmond a little bit of slack. They're, you know, they've they've definitely had their, uh, they definitely have had their, um, you know, their. It, it's been their trials and tribulations so far. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you. I can't I can't fault the team for for winning honestly. And then you like, no. you look at the common opponents. Stony Brook and Richmond have already both played Fordham. And Richmond played Fordham better than Stony Brook. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, and it'll be interesting because, uh, you know, again, here you come, you're coming into conference matchups now, and and I think you're going to start to hopefully see a little bit of Richmond love because, I mean, last time I knew they weren't even ranked, which this is second. Yeah, they're behind. They're a point behind Western. In the polls, and I, I'll admit I don't think Western should be ranked, but I'm not so sure that Richmond shouldn't be. You know, Montana State's not ranked either. I'm seeing they're behind Sacramento State. What? Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. I, you know, again, I, I don't get to see that much football. I'm following it by scores and you know, catching a recap here and there, but it's just like. Wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that I'm just kind of wondering where are their votes coming from. So I'll have to I'll have to do a lot more reading than over the over the week. That's for sure. By the way, I understand this is FCS football, but I'm I've got the. Uh, Red Sox and Yankees on the Red Sox just went up four to two in their quest to finally put the Yankees down. <laughs> yeah, I'm in kind of the same boat. I, I bet mine's Braves and Phillies, so Braves trying to put the Phillies oh. down. And nice to see that the Braves are having a good year too. But yeah, uh, anyway, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, excited when they come to Wrigley Field. I'm just saying. But back to football. <laughs> we may have to talk about that game off or that series off the air if it happens. So most definitely. All right, why did my stats just bail out on me? What did I just hit wrong? But no, I mean as Keep far in. as the as far as the conference or as far as the their poll is concerned. I mean, yeah, there's there's some surprises on here. Austin Pay, you know, hey, they 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 made it into the poll this week, and so the, you know, independent North Dakota, you know, that that's a that's good to see, especially seeing that they're coming into the valley next year. So, yeah. uh, you know, again, just shows what quality we have in the valley. So yeah, I'm, I'm forward re- to that. I'm. It's nice to look at these rankings and see you know other receiving votes. And see North Alabama. You know they made that transition from Division Two, and you know that's a team you know being from Alabama that I know a good bit of. So 
seeing that they're actually being competitive in their first season at the FCS level, you know, it's good to mm-hmm. see. Well, and they even got and, votes in the poll this week. Yeah, I saw yeah, a lot of people think. impressed at how they held up with uh, North Dakota State. I mean, they eventually lost by, I think, 31. I mean, they held their own. Well, and they knew that wasn't going to be an easy game, you know. Right. But to to get to go to North Dakota and and get a chance to you know to face them and actually hold serve for a while, so that was pretty good. And especially you know you go back to the beginning of the season, you know they had that huge win on the road against Southern Utah. Then week before they had gone to Huntsville and be out them A and M. So they're they're not a team to take lightly. No. No. There's a lot of good teams that and I mean I think we'll as their conference matchups, you know, come here in the next couple of weeks. I think there is a lot of good competition that's gonna come and it'll start to shake some of this out, but you know, I again there's a there's a couple teams in here I'm I'm sure as we've just been discussing, they are overrated. So I'm looking forward to and again, I just haven't seen it yet where Wofford is a top ten team yet. I just haven't. But you know what? Maybe, maybe I should start paying more attention after after this game. You know, yeah, they only lost by three at, at Wyoming, but it'll be interesting to see how uh, how they do once you know once the conference schedule comes up. If they start demolishing teams in their conference, that'll 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 show me something maybe. Yeah, they get the bye week um, this week to rest up. Mm-hmm. Um, but being in the Southern Conference, I feel like you know, they're going they're to have ample opportunity to prove that they are a top-ten team, especially you know last week we already talked about Mercer beating Sanford, so Mercer becomes a team to you know, keep an eye on. Yeah. And, then, of course, already Sanford, and then Chattanooga seems to be on the upswing. They're 3-0. and So the Southern Conference turning into a, I wouldn't say a top tier conference, but we're probably hanging around one of the fourth or fifth places. Well, yeah, the I, I'm going and, by and the and the Southland conferences have always brought good football. Not, you know, not yeah. as good as the top twelve or as the top top three, but you know, they're, they're they've always brought good football. Well, I mean, you think about it. He, you look at the Southern teams, that's where Sam Houston's coming from. That's where um, that's where McNeese and Nichols come from. So, you know, they're teams that, that we'll be looking at later on going, okay, you know, the, where do they fit into the playoff picture? That's the thing. These conferences are very competitive because you look at a team like the Citadel in the Southern, they've already played both Wofford and Chattanooga. They lost both by combined of eight points. Lost to Chattanooga by one in overtime, then lost to Wofford by seven. So, mm. what difference yeah, the season can be if you win both those games? Oh yeah, or even one of those games. Oh yeah, you know, especially the one that they lost by one. I feel sad for them on that one. And there's another program that that wow. Be nice to see them come up and and start to challenge, you know, a little bit more. But I'm still looking here at the teams that are getting votes. I mean, 
you have South Dakota down there. You have Towson down there. You have Mercer's now got 221 votes. You have Chattanooga and Delaware and Colgate all down there. I mean, the, all these teams are, boy, they're, I'm sure that they're going to be hungry to, to, to try and crack the top 25 this week. Yeah, Colgate. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a team that you know they they beat Holy Cross to start the year, then they got a close win on the road against New Hampshire. So, Colgate football, who knew? (laughs) Well, even Mercer football. I mean, that's usually a a schedule that I'm kind of like, oh yeah, the Mercer Bears. Okay, yeah, sure. You know, they (laughs) they challenge. Uh, well, they they didn't just challenge; they destroyed Jacksonville, and then yeah. they, you know, they they took Samford, and and that was a nice competitive game. So th- those were you know, I, by now. I normally would be like, "Oh, Mercer, yeah, they're they're a throwing game." No, not this year, not this year at all. They're they're going to be having some fun. I know, they you know are, they've they got good Citadel and CMI. Yeah, they got Citadel yeah. this week in at Mercer. Yeah, that's one of my SoCon games this week. It's Mercer hosting the Citadel, so that's going to be a good one to watch. Good. Yeah, and well, even in a couple of weeks, up. you know, they go to Yale. I was just noticing that one. And then they, you know, close to the end of the season, they got Chattanooga and Western Carolinas uh, right after after Yale. So I mean, and and that Yale game's coming off a of bye week. I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. So that, that that Mercer could put up a very impressive. They could they could be making, you know, an argument to be maybe a potential playoff team. Yeah, they're definitely a dark horse contender if they can keep up what they did to Sanford last week. Mm-hmm. And you know the big thing yeah. is you know they host the Citadel, they host Western Carolina. They got to go to Chattanooga and Wofford, but well, and they're going to Yale, but then they get to yeah, Furman. Yeah, I think it's huge that they have a bye week before that trip to Yale. I think you're right, and it's. I'm curious to. I'm it, curious to hear nice your to personal it. top ten since you don't believe in Wofford. <laughs> well, let me go bring <laughs> them up just a second. Well, a lot of them start the same way as as what the stat sheet does, you know. Yeah. North Dakota, North Dakota State, JMU, yep. of course. Yep. Um, and yeah, you know, you got to give those Jackrabbits love. You know, yep. I still think that I still think that that's the that that's the potential. I, I can't wait for that that game up up the road here. You know, Northern North Dakota and South Dakota State. You know that. Those are gonna. That's gonna be a great game. You know, I'm still, I'm still impressed with what North Carolina A and T did that first week. So I still have them as my number four. I've got Kennesaw State my number five. You know, they they've played some teams that have been that have been good teams to to start with. So you know, it, but once they get to the Big South schedule, good night. That's gonna be a other than maybe Monmouth, you know, uh, and, and I still don't think Monmouth is, is at their level. Kennesaw State's level right. is, is 
far and away. You know, so I still have Kennesaw State at number five. I have Weber State at number six. You know, this is a team that I didn't think that, that they should be hosting. I thought that Western should have hosted Weber State last year. And then, you know, they barely they barely knocked them out, but then they did pretty well in the playoffs. And they're they're just showing this year that they're even a better team than they were last year. So, you know, I, I'm thinking that, that they're doing – that's the reason why I've got them at number six. Uh, Eastern Washington, for me, is still number seven. I, I still want that game that just makes me go, wow. I haven't had it yet. So maybe right. they're they're down they're down a little on my list just because of you know I haven't seen that I don't have that wow factor there yet. Uh, but I think it's coming. And then McNeese, I put them up to eight this week. I, and again, I've given love to the main Black Bears. I've got them at ninth, and then Jacksonville State. I've still gotten in my top ten because I mean their 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 main loss this year is to North Carolina A and T, and that that right. truly was a I thought that was a tough game, so I still have them in my top ten. It still stings, it does, because you know they should have won it, but they shot themselves in the foot. But you know, credit to A and T. A and T probably has one of the best resumes. You know, a win against Jacksonville State, and then an FBS win against East Carolina. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. well, if you look, and nothing, nothing against it, but you know, if if it wasn't for the penalties, you're right. They should have won that game. You know, they they had that game late, and they should have won it. I remember. Right. Yeah, you look, you look at the stats. You know, just ranking North Carolina A&T actually has three first place votes compared to two of James Madison. So. Oh, that's right some, there too. I did some shuffling around with my uh, personal top ten. Um, but you know, same like you said, the top three is obviously North Dakota State, James Madison, South Dakota State, and yeah, number four, North Carolina A and T. I flip flop Kennesaw State and Eastern Washington. You know, EWU at number five, Kennesaw at number six, and I put uh, Weber State at was that six, mm-hmm. and then Walker. No, Right now that you've got them, we've, you've got Weber State at seventh because you've got Eastern Washington at fifth, Kennesaw State at yeah. sixth, and yeah, yeah, Weber at seven, Wofford at eight, McNeese at nine, and then JSU at ten. Who do you have at nine? McNeese. Oh, McNeese. Okay. What's up, guys? I'm back. Got it. Welcome back. Hey, we were Ugh. we were just kind of going over our own personal top tens here. I just heard um, Dakota go through his. So. Okay. Well, I mean, and, and just to recap, uh, Dakotas were NDSU, JMU, SDSU, North Carolina A&T, Eastern Washington, Kennesaw State, Weber State, Wofford, McNeese, and, and Jacksonville State. Before before Ooh. Dakota, I went. Yeah, we we match each other on the top four, so it's still for me. It's North Dakota State, JMU, SDSU, North Carolina A&T. I went Kennesaw State. You know, mm-hmm. so I I I still think that that yeah I I like them in the fifth spot. Weber State has, has impressed me a lot this year. I think they're even a more improved 
team than their team that went to the playoffs last year. Uh, Eastern Washington, as I was just explaining to Dakota, hasn't given me that game that just makes me go, wow. You know, so I'm still yeah. waiting for that. McNeese, I've gotten the eighth spot. I'm giving love to the to to Maine in the ninth spot, and then we both have Jacksonville State in the tenth spot. So what do you think? Yeah, I'm actually right on par with Dakota up until number seven. So I have NDSU at one, JMU two, SCSU three, NCANT four, Eastern Washington five, KSU six. And then I have Wofford at seven. I have Weber State at eight. I moved up Jacksonville State from 12th to 9th. And then I jumped up Maine nine spots to 10th. I had a lot of movement this week in my top 10. So actually, other than you have Wofford and I have McNeese in my top 10, we almost have the same top 10 as well. Yeah. Except for a couple of different flip-flops here and there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know whenever I'm looking, whenever I do my poll for our FCS Fans Nation poll, I always look through the submissions to see who I was on par with and who had the same thoughts as me. So I always find that interesting to look at. Yeah, I did the same thing, to be honest. Although we, we go. let's talk about Maine for a minute, you know, because this is a team, you know, beginning of the season hosted New New Hampshire, and really a lot of people thought was oh, they knew the rivalry game, but a lot of people were picking UNH to go to Maine and beat the Black Bears, and then Maine not only won, they won convincingly, and then yeah. next week, and then the next week they go on the road to an FBS school in Western Kentucky, who's a consistent bowl team. And they win. Yeah. And so and Saturday they have another chance at another FBS win. They, and they have a really they good that off. Get anyone. Yeah, yeah, actually I have that Even. as one of my games to watch. Because, I, yeah. I mean, Central Michigan's 0-3. They have not shown anything yet to say that they belong there. And they you lost know? to Kansas. <laughs> I must say, one thing you know about Central Michigan, they got whooped by Kansas. So there's your first clue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think know, Maine three and zero. Yeah, if they can pull it off, they'll be the first school since Portland State three years ago to have two wins against the FBS in the same yeah. season. Yeah. That would be something to see, and I and I truly think that is a, a strong possibility. Oh no, kidding! If, if I if I had that in my pick and pull, I'd be going main all the way. I had a feeling that wasn't in our poll this week. And if I'm reading it right, they're hosting Central Michigan, or did it just no. flip on me? Just on me. No, no, nope, it flipped on me. I clicked on it, it flipped. It's weird. Yeah. I think the only no. team this year to host an FBS team was Campbell. And that was because of the. That's because they hosted. I think it was Coastal Carolina. That was nope. because of the um, hurricane. No, nope, that that game was in Boone. That game was in North Carolina. Campbell. I thought it was in Campbell. 
now I'm going to go look at Campbell's schedule just to make sure. But I, I was probably not, not in the betting room today. Too. <laughs> yeah, the schedule it yeah, shows that Campbell hosted. Yeah, they did. I wonder if that game got moved. I, I know they moved it up, and I wonder if they moved it because of the hurricane. Yeah, I'm wondering the same thing because. I mean, you just normally don't sit. I can't even tell you the last time I saw an FCS team host an FBS team. I hope they. I, I hope can't they remember. paid Coastal. I hope they paid Coastal <laughs> Carolina there. See, but yeah, going yeah. back to the main game, it's like Central Michigan's favored by six and a half. I don't even think it's going to be that. Yeah, no, I don't expect it to be that close. I don't expect Central Michigan to win either. Let's see. No. No, in fact, I would say I would say it's probably going to be a two-score game the other way. It'll it'll be Maine, Maine going in there and having their way. Let's see on Hero Sports it has favored by them. So that makes a little more sense. Mm-hmm. Not only that, you know, Maine is getting four players that were previously injured back on their team in time for this game, including their leading tackler last year. So, yeah, okay, their defense is already nationally ranked. Yeah, well, that and Maine's coming off of a bye. Yeah, their last game was two weeks ago at Western Kentucky. Right. Yeah, that's right. Look out, CAA. Maine is coming for you. Yeah. You know, their first two conference games, oh, well, I mean, they already played New Hampshire. But, you know, yeah, not, their first two games in October, they're Are, not to take lightly. Villanova, no, Villanova and Rhode Island. Rhode Island. They don't even well, play that Rhode Island, this year. That Rhode Island game is going to be a fun game. Yeah, it will. They have a few games on that schedule. It looks like it's going to be fun games. They yeah. play Towson on the road, in November. Towson. That could be a fun one. In they the go, with Elon. Yeah, they host uh, Villanova. Yeah, that's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun schedule for them. Well, they're at week they're at Yale the week before, and we were just Dakota and I were just talking while you were off the air about how Yale is a, is a tough is a tough you know game on your schedule now this year. Yeah, so they're well, gonna, they're going to go to Yale, host Nova. Then go to Rhode Island, and then William and Mary. Yeah, I see Yale being tough if Yale turns it around. Yale's got to turn themselves around first. Didn't they lose last week to Holy Cross? Yeah, they lost last week to Holy Cross by, I don't even remember what the score was. But it was only by three. Was it by three? Yeah. I thought it was bigger than that at one point. Might have been. Just a second. Let me go find the box on that. That's, but, that's what I'm looking yeah, at I think now. It was only, I think it was 31 yeah. to 20. It, yeah, it was. It was oh, 31 it was, 28. 
Yale had the had the early lead. Yeah, and actually, then they didn't score in the second half. No, they blew they blew it in the fourth quarter. They blew a two touchdown lead at the half, and then yeah, they blew it in the fourth quarter, and then uh, in overtime is actually where uh, Holy Cross got that last three points. I didn't even see the overtime. Wow. Yeah, Holy so, Cross yeah. is the team to look out for. They're in the Patriot uh, League, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what so I was about to say. You got a Patriot League game there, so I'm not really sure that Holy Cross is even a, a, a team to be really that concerned about. They're going to face Dartmouth this week. Yeah, they got Dartmouth. This week, Bucknell yeah. next week. And the only conference loss so far is to Colgate. That yeah. was by seven. And then they lost another game to Boston College. Yeah, but again, there you go. It's an FBS team. You know, you're that's going to be a tough game for any yeah. FCS team. For any game, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking right now at Maine, going back to them. They're ranked on defense first in rushing yards allowed. They've only allowed 27 rushing yards this year. Oh, my God. Pretty good. Yeah. And that's what's I mean, I know Kentucky on their schedule. I know Western Kentucky's a pretty much an air raid team, but still, to only allow 27 rushing yards all year so far, that's – I'm looking That's here. They allowed, they allowed, let's see. They allowed 42 of those yards to Western Kentucky. So that would mean that they allowed that, 15 like yards. Negative to New 15. Hampshire. Yeah. Negative 15. Yeah, negative 15. I can't read. That, even 42 yards to Western Kentucky is pretty impressive, but. Yeah, and then to to, to hold uh, to to put New Hampshire in the in the negative category. Oh my goodness! Ooh. If you look at New Hampshire's in that game, it was their quarterbacks pretty much that brought them to the negatives because their two quarterbacks had a combined negative thirty-one rushing yards. Yeah. It was their quarterbacks in that one. Wow. Then again, for Western Kentucky, their quarterback had negative 31 yards rushing. Wow. Yeah. That, again, it's saying a lot right there. They had four and a half sacks against Western Kentucky, too. So they can get after the quarterback. Oh, yeah. I never even looked at that part. Yeah, they had four and a half sacks. They had six, maybe? Can't re- I don't know if I'm reading that correctly. They had six sacks on New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Maine's a big team to look out for now after looking at that stat. Yeah, they're eighth in field goals allowed. They've allowed no field goals this year. Their quarterback has 384 total of passing yards this year. Wow. Yeah, that's fucking some impressive stuff. No kidding. You know, I just thought about this. Do we have any games even going on at this time? Is this I the looked, first time that we've had a... I looked earlier. We do not. We have a game tomorrow. There's one FBS game tonight, but that's it. That's Temple versus Tulsa. Okay. Then tomorrow, it looks like we had Harvard versus Brown. That would be on ESPNU at 6 o'clock Central Time. Go Crimson. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love the Ivy League. That's about about as uh, happy as anyone's going to get for a Brown game. Go Crimson. It's true. (laughs) See how bad it is. Yeah. Oh, let's see here. Just a second. I mean, I think, I think that's, 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 I think Implications in it. Ooh. Y'all ready to talk about the game of the week? Yeah, why not? Sure, why not? Look something up. You know, when, I'm, right, so when this... I'm thinking about that game, though, I'm thinking this is the sink or swim game, really, for Sam Houston State. The Bearcats better bring it this week because otherwise they are going to drop like a stone. Yeah, no, that was my question. You know, when I, you know, when I first started researching for this game, who needs this? Who needs this win more? Ooh. Sam Houston coming off a loss to North Dakota. Nichols coming off a loss to McNeese. You know, Nichols loses. They go zero and two in the conference. If Sam Houston loses, they go one and two overall. They got a losing. Yeah, they got a losing record. Probably out of the top twenty-five. Yeah, I would. Th- I would think whoever loses this game should be out of the top twenty-five. Oh yeah, you know Sam. Sam Houston's lone win is a nine-point win at home against Prairie View. So yeah, they've also yet to have that really wow game. I know we had mentioned yeah. we had talked about this earlier, Dakota. I know you, Preston, and I were talking about it. Whoever loses this game, are they out? I think if Nichols loses, yes. 
and Houston loses possibly because next week they play Central Arkansas, who's another top 25 team. I feel like if Sam Houston had McNeese on their schedule, I would say they could still make the playoffs. I mean, they could still win the conference if they lose. Yeah. But they don't get McNeese. They do get Central Arkansas. Yeah, they still have Central Arkansas. That's really their only other option. That's the only way they can really bounce back if they lose this game. So, honestly, with a loss to North Dakota and then if they lose to Nichols, I don't even think winning out would be enough for Sam Houston, short of winning the conference. I think the only way they could do that is depending on how the rest of the season goes. Now, if their offense turns it around and they blow out everybody by 40, yeah, then that would definitely make the committee take a second look, and then they would probably rightfully get in. So if they keep playing like this, I mean, really none of these games are guaranteed because, like, they go on the road to Northwestern State. Usually that would be not not usually that would not be a game you'd really look at. But after Northwestern State humiliated Grambling, that's sort of now a game to look at. Yeah, yeah how bad Ben Houston has looked. Because you also got to remember, I can't remember. There's one San Houston State fan I was talking to in the group. They've got a, completely a new entire assistant coaching staff and that's yeah. including their offensive coordinator and they have a brand new quarterback so they're re- they replaced a lot this year in those categories yeah and everybody goes through a down year it might not seem like North Dakota State ever does but well they like might Sam Houston they've been you know they've been a consistent quarter finalist semi finalist you know they've made a national yeah. championship game so, and we're just used to seeing them really run the table in the regular season. You know, kind of like a, you know, kind of like Jacksonville State. You know, Jacksonville State runs through the OVC, but then once they get to playoffs, they lay an egg. Same Houston at least gets usually gets to the semifinals. Yeah. Before they lay their egg. Then they usually end up going to Fargo and losing. Yeah, that's happened a couple I mean, times. I mean, I personally love the 2015 semifinal game of JSU and Sam Houston because I was there personally. And oh, yeah, that was like a good one. To the 10, so. <laughs> well, that was your best season yet, too. Yeah, I know. Well, until you came to Frisco. But then Nichols, you know, they, you know, they kind of, you know, they surprised people last season. They're kind of, they're trying to rebuild off that. And then, you know, they started off the season on the right foot with a win over FBS Kansas. And last week they had their chance against McNeese. And, you know, like I said, offense kept a minute, defense kept a minute, but special teams blocked it for them. So this time you're at home, you got another marquee game, your game of the week for a second straight week. So it comes down to when the lights are bright, who's going to show up and take control of the game? Because one of these teams needs to. Yeah, one of them has to do it. Well, and and, and I'm just kind of sitting there looking at this, you know, just kind of looking around here thinking, you know, now that, all right, so Nichols just came off that that, that loss at, you know, against, uh, against McNeese. You know, are they looking at their – Facts that their backs are also up against the wall. 
And if they don't win here, they know they're not going to the playoffs. Right. You know, yeah. they want to turn that corner. They want to. They want to go to the. You know, to the big to the big show in November. So. You know, they they want to turn that corner. They want to get their their points and make a yeah, make a do. make a case for for going to the playoffs. So. You know, it's it's weird to say a team is fighting for their playoff life in September, but, you know, with last week's loss to McNeese, and then you look at just the remaining schedule for Nichols, they don't really have another opportunity to make their claim for a playoff berth. No, right. They start out 0-2 in the conference. Yeah, no, they don't. Their best bet, I think, see, where is it? I think their best bet, maybe a bigger game, would probably be right now. I'm I'm based off of how the standings look. These would be Abilene Christian or Northwestern State. No, if they keep running the table like no. they're doing, <laughs> just because I'm saying if it was right now, because if you look at the stand, the Southland standings, Northwestern State's in second behind Abilene. Or behind McNeese and Abilene's in third. Okay, nothing against it. Campbell is in the lead in the Big South. I would we say if they run the table like they're doing. <laughs> I would say if they run the table like they're doing now, that would be their two biggest games this year after this game. You know, a team that really does intrigue me in the Southland. And that's only because earlier today someone had shared it to the FCS group, and they looked really good last week against Stephen F. Austin. It's incarnate word. Oh, they put 30 on New Mexico. I mean, they lost by 32. They did put 30 on New Mexico. And then they, they're they 1-0 in the comp. They beat Stephen F. Austin by, you know, 24. Looked really good. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but that's just a team. No. You know, is that – their best fit. They do play um, all three of McNeese, Nichols, and Sam Houston. They do get two of those at home. They do host McNeese and Sam Houston. But then they got to go two yeah. Nichols and two Central Arkansas. So I don't think they're going to keep that up all season. But just depending on how they look so. against their only well, SCS and then, competition. And then they, they end their season against Iowa. Yeah, they're they're not looking to go to – Actually, that game against Iowa State is December first. Yeah, Are I they think eligible? they bought out. I think they there's something about that because of how there's some weird scheduling thing. I read an article about it. Iowa State needed to find somebody, and Incarnate Word was scheduled to play North Alabama, and so they bought out the game against North Alabama to schedule Iowa State. But that game's only played if Iowa State isn't bowl eligible. Oh. It's weird. Interesting. I, I think that was right. Let's try and look the article up. I'm sure it possibly is. You know, I mean, you've heard of you've heard of them doing things like this before, but. Just mm-hmm. the fact that they're going to go ahead and, 
you know, play that game if Iowa State is not bowl eligible. That's just that's yes. a surprise. Okay, so they done it because Iowa State and South Dakota State got canceled, and so the game what will be played unless Iowa State makes the Big Twelve championship game or incarnate word qualifies for the playoffs. Okay. So the, Which, well, and, uh, and those Iowa two State things are probably not going to happen. Yeah, and Iowa State started off 0-2. Yeah. Because they've lost to Iowa and Oklahoma. So I, I would say that the bowl-eligible part is, is probably already in jeopardy. You know, they're going to have to – they can only get a couple more losses to be bowl-eligible. What's up, guys? <laughs> We're still talking about the Iowa State Incarnate Word matchup at the Ooh. end of the season. Yeah, actually, right before I got kicked out, I saw that one. And I was like, they're really not expecting at all to make the playoffs. Well, as, because... as Dakota was just saying, that's a buyout if Iowa State is bowl eligible or if Incarnate Word does make the playoffs. So if so they, they make the playoffs, that. that game's off. Yeah. Which makes sense. Which I think Iowa State could be bowl eligible this year because of how they played this past weekend. But the chance of Incarnate Word making the playoffs, I think, zero to none. Right, but Iowa State's already lost two games. They lost to Iowa, and then they lost to Oklahoma. Okay, which this was what Akron? Yeah, they lost by ten. The number, I think it's the number three, number five team in the country. So that's not bad. <laughs> Iowa State's one of those teams. I mean, I know this is FCS, but Iowa State's one of those teams that they're not good until they play a good football team at home. <laughs> Yeah. Which they got three more of those right now on their schedule this year. Ames is always mm-hmm. a tough place to win at, so it is. It isn't actually going over to the West Virginia. They you know, they still have Kansas and Kansas State on their schedule. Yeah. And Akron. Honestly, I don't think that they're gonna be bowl eligible, folks. I don't. I don't think they will either. I think they can uh, just leave up their schedule, not including Incarnate Word. I think three games max is what they can win. Yeah. Baylor, Kansas, and Akron. Yeah. The other closest one might be Kansas State. Right. That's just because of where they're sitting in the conference standings. By the way, and of course my mind started to drift back into FCS. So I, I looked at <laughs> South Dakota State. Did you notice the 90-6 to thrashing oh, of Arkansas? Yeah. Bluff? Yeah. Yeah, I was, casually, I was casually looking at the scores. You know, last Saturday night, and I saw that, and I was like, "Whoa, what?" Yeah, there's 
Their I, starters were pulled. Every starter was out after the first series in the third quarter. Oh, yeah. There was something with – I heard their coach said in the press conference that they had, an, they had three plays, I think it was, that were supposed to be option run passes or option pass plays, and he had told them, the quarterback, not to pass, but he passed anyways. So that's where most of their second half points came from were those plays. I mean, and um, let's be real, though, it is Arkansas Pine Bluff and South Coast State's definitively the number three team in the country. I mean, Arkansas Pine Bluff lost to – Arkansas Pine Pine Bluff has a loss to a Division II school this year, so – but, yeah, to score 90 might be a little overkill. The first well, quarter was 28-6. to six. Well, I think I heard also that Arkansas Pine Bluff also pulled their starters just to prevent injuries. I think they did. Don't know for sure. Let's see. When did they pull them? Oh, it's not up. Shoot. I believe they did pull their starters. It makes perfect sense. Let's see. Yeah, it doesn't say – I believe they did polar starters. Well, while you're looking that up, I'm also just looking up real quick. The little blurb that I just saw just said that that wasn't even your biggest blowout of the week. Well, there's Austin Pace putting up 78 on Moorhead State. You know, even though South Dakota State scored 90, you know, they didn't even score the most points last week. That's what Davidson I was just looking scored at. the most points. Davidson, but they also gave up 61. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. The, the team that they were playing is a Division Two school. That's the frightening thing about that one. They were playing a Division Two school. You have you have the number three school in the country playing a Division One, you know, one double A yeah. or FCS, but still, you know, actually, that game is... the team Davidson plays actually Division Three. Even worse then. Yeah, <laughs> I think they just kept the defenses at home on both sides, honestly. Yeah, look at that Davidson game. Whoever they played, they had better stats by far. Through passing, rushing, and receiving. Because their QB had 364 passing yards compared to Davidson's 192. Then Russia was 187 to 186. It was 129 receiving to 84. So Davidson offensively, stat-wise, didn't look very good. 
I think Davidson just, you know, they decided to quit football. They decided to play basketball year-round. Probably true. Well, that's almost a basketball score. Yeah. It was a basketball score. Yeah. Are y'all ready to uh, highlight everybody's conference top conference games this week? Oh, most certainly. Well, uh, Jeff, since you have two, since you're doing presents as well, I guess I'll let you start. No, actually, that means I got six, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, and in the Big South, it's one of those weeks. Uh, I think. We were talking before we went on the air that, the, you know, the, the pickings are a little slim this week. Campbell and Kennesaw State are both playing Division two schools. So Monmouth hosting Princeton is our uh, big South game of the week. Uh, Monmouth really needs that game. You know, it's, uh, it's a game that if they want to at least keep pace with Kennesaw State, they're going to have to, to go ahead. They're, they're not even a ranked team at this point. So, mm-hmm. They want to if they want to keep up, they better they better win that game. Um, in the Northeast Conference, I've got Duquesne heading to Hawaii, so Sacred Heart is going to Wagner, and Bryant will host Robert Morris. Robert Robert Morris, um, or excuse me, uh, Sacred Heart and Bryant better win. Uh, take advantage of the fact that Duquesne is going to Hawaii, where the Bows don't usually lose out there. So. Um, yeah. The key week four matchup, actually, for for my three conferences, I think is Davidson and Dayton. That's a longtime rivalry. Um, Despite the records, uh, Dayton's not gotten off to the hottest start yet. Or, excuse me, Dayton has not got off to the hottest start yet. Davidson actually is looking pretty good. Despite the records, I I do expect Dayton to win that game. Uh, And they need to because if they're going to go back to the playoffs this year, they're going to need that game. And then um, I also have Marison at Stetson. Stetson just needs that game in order to keep up in the standings. Because if they don't, there's no chance of them going anywhere this year. Um, and in the Colonial, again, we've already talked about a little bit. Richmond at Stony Brook, that's a key conference matchup. Uh, whoever wins that game, I think, has a leg up on going to the playoffs there. Delaware is headed uh, to North Dakota State. I don't I don't know if that's going to be one of yours, Adam, but, you know, obviously that's going to be a, a good matchup. And I, I certainly hope that Delaware has a good showing. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to keep pace, though, with, uh, with the Bison up there. And then, again, Maine at Central Michigan, we've already talked about it, guys. It's going to be a fun upset. I, I truly think Maine is going to, going to go home with that win. Um, in the in, uh, MEAC, the, the one really game this week, Howard at Bethune-Cookman. I mean, again, Pickens are slim. I, that's that's really the matchup. That's, that's the only game worth watching. Um, and in the Patriots, Colgate needs to hold serve on Lafayette. It, you know, they've got them at the top, Lafayette's at the bottom. Colgate needs to hold serve there. Lehigh travels to Penn in what could be a, a challenge of a game. And Holy Cross, we'll, we'll see how they do. If they are that game, that, that team that still uh, deserves a little bit of playoff consideration, 
they're hosting Dartmouth this weekend. So that that runs through the uh, the six conferences that I'm paying attention to. Yeah, I go with you know go back to that first when you mentioned Monmouth and Princeton. I mean, how mm-hmm. how how much is Kennesaw rooting for Monmouth? Because you know they don't really have a lot of opportunities in their own conference to really move up in the rankings. Monmouth's really right. the best shot. Monmouth is in, is receiving votes right now, but you know Kennesaw State schedule besides you know, Georgia State has been pretty weak so far. You know they played Tennessee Tech, who's probably going to be the worst team in the in the OVC. Mm-hmm. And they play Alabama State, who's in the SWAC, and then now they're playing a D2 school. So if they want to move yeah. up and try to leapfrog A&T or South Dakota State, they need Monmouth to keep winning. And really that loss that Samford took last week to Mercer hurt their chance because that's who they play next week is Samford. Um, I guess I'll go next with mine. Um, I got two in each conference. In the Southern Conference, first one I – I want to talk about Sanford at Chattanooga. I mean, this game would obviously a lot would be a lot bigger if Sanford didn't lose to Mercer. But this is a huge game now for the Bulldogs. You can't afford to go zero and two in the Southern right now, and you're uh-huh. having to go on the road to Chattanooga, who is looking a world of difference better than what they did last. They already they've already matched their win total from last season. They're three and zero. They already got a conference win under their belt against the Citadel. They got a dynamic quarterback wide receiver duo happening. It's not going to be an easy one for the Bulldogs. Um, second game in the Southern is the Citadel at Mercer's. You know we already talked about the Citadel having their own to the conference, but those two losses are by a combined eight points. They could easily be two no in the Southern right now. The Mercer, a huge road win last week against Sanford. Um, I caught the Bulldogs. You know. A little hungover at the Florida State game, but still with the goat to Birmingham, beat the Bulldogs. Now they're they're going back to back home to host the Citadel. That's going to be a key game to watch. And then the Ohio Valley, Austin P at Tennessee Martin. Austin P finally in the top twenty-five. Uh, Tennessee Martin, one of those teams that is looking to win more than three or four games. They consistently picked to be in the top for the OVC if they consistently do not finish there. So it would be nice to see if the Governors can hold up their ranking on the road before a big matchup next week against Jacksonville State. And then I have Tennessee State at Eastern Illinois. Tennessee State surprised me at the beginning of the season with a win over Bethune-Cookman. And they're a team to watch in the OVC. They start off hot, but then they usually cool off at the end of the season. This year seems to be no different. They're starting off hot, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep that momentum going throughout the season. Um, but how is Tennessee State going to react? Because you know they had a huge win, like I already said against Bethune Cookman, but the last two weeks they've had their games canceled. They had their game against Jackson State postponed, and then they had their game against Hampton canceled. So they hadn't played in two weeks since that game. And now they're going on the road to Eastern Illinois. Not an easy place to play. That's a game to watch. And then the SWAC, this is where I had a little trouble. But I finally decided on Alabama State at Grambling. Grambling, like we said, they are the pinnacle of the SWAC. And they got embarrassed by Northwestern State to the shock of many. So hosting Alabama State, can they bounce back? 
And then Southern to Alabama A and M. I think this can be a sneaky game for Southern. You know, as Slack is always scrambling in Southern. Southern's going to Huntsville to take on the Bulldogs of Alabama A and M. And Alabama A and M hosted the UNA and almost beat North Alabama, who's receiving votes for the top twenty five. So I don't think this is gonna be a very easy game for Southern. I think they're really gonna have to earn this win if they wanna stay competitive in the swag, stay in the top two tiers. And that ended my conferences. Adam, you there? I don't think he's there right now. So uh, yeah. Any of those games stand out to you, Jeff? Well, you know just a second here. Um you know, going back to what you were saying though about Alabama State, again this is a this is a team that, that didn't they just they just got I have to go back to make sure because I don't want to talk out of uh I don't want to talk out of out of the thing here. Oh yeah, that's the team that just got beat by Kansas on State. They've yeah. gotten beat by Auburn. They need this game against Grambling. You know, they they need to show mm-hmm. that they're gonna that they're gonna be be an okay force. You know, or, or at least a team to mess with. Otherwise, they, they might as well just kind of roll over and go home. Um, and then you were you're talking about Eastern Illinois. You know, hosting. Also, your your game this weekend against um, you know in, in the Ohio Valley, Tennessee State. Yes. Tennessee State. That that's almost a bigger game for I think for Tennessee State than it is for uh, for Eastern. Because at this point, what does what does uh, what does Eastern have to lose? Yeah, I mean they're already zero and three. They got. Mm-hmm. They lost to Indiana State last week by two scores. So things are not great for the Panthers right now. So Tennessee State, if you want to keep – if you want to avoid that trend of falling off at the end of the year, these are the games you have to win and win convincingly. Right. So – Yeah, and, and honestly, Jackson, Jacksonville State, you know, looking there at the Ohio Valley – you know that'll be a fun one. But I, I actually, in looking at the Ohio Valley, I also think Southeast Missouri again, as you said, they're they're receiving votes, and they're they're going to Eastern Kentucky. That game intrigues yeah. me. Yeah. Eastern Kentucky is a proud school. They're always in the talk of being one of the top teams in the conference. Yep. They're one and two. You know, mm-hmm. Eastern Kentucky might be desperate for this game. You know. Again, who's got the points to, to who's got the game to win here? Demo, really? We're even talking about them having a competitive game against Eastern Kentucky, you know. So that's the reason why I'm intrigued about that game too, just because that's against, the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they're coming off the huge win last week against Southern Illinois, and Eastern right. Kentucky. They're one and two. Two of those games have been to FBS punks, but they've kept both those games respectable. Lost by seven to Bowling Green. Lost by 16 to Marshall. And then they got a 26-point 20, win over Moorhead State, an old OVC foe. So I think this game is going to be really close. I think it's going to be high scoring. 
Um, not ready to give a pick on it yet, but yeah, I definitely is. Who 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 would have thought the OVC would have three really marquee games? Yeah, this week. Yeah, you are you are correct on that. And by the way, I didn't hear your first conference games because I was saying goodnight to my kids. So. Uh, I had the I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're fine. I repeat it. Uh, I had the southern. Uh, the southern. I had Samford at Chattanooga, which I think okay. becomes an even bigger game for Samford now after last week's egg laid laid an egg against Mercer, and then Chattanooga three and dynamic quarterback wide receiver duo happening, and then the second one was the Citadel at Mercer. You know, the Citadel could easily be two and zero in the conference, as we already already said. They had their first two losses. By combined eight points, Mercer coming off that huge road win against Sanford in Birmingham. Now they get to go back home and host the Citadel. Right, right. That's a good point. But even looking at the at those games, then you also got to look at, at you know um, ETSU for you know hosting Furman. You know, is ETSU yeah. for real this year? I mean, again, this is another one of those schools that you're looking at them and going, "Where did you come from this year?" And they're hosting Furman in, in what's probably a must-win game for Furman. You right. know that ought that ought to be that ought to be a good time in Tennessee. So I, I look forward to all three of those games again. There you go, three more games, and it's like really wow, these are going to be good games. And that's yeah. that's the beauty yeah. of these conference games really starting to heat up. You know, once you get into conference play, you know you just get so many teams. That are so evenly matched, teams that know each other because they play each other every year. Mhm. Oh, I agree with you. And you know, even right. like the, like the Pioneer isn't isn't the most competitive conference, but you know, as you said, these these are these are teams that that face each other every year. Like, you know, Davidson and Dayton. They, I mean, they they've been playing each other for for decades. You know, they know each other. They. they so that's always a fun game just because there is that history there. So I do hear you on that. Um, I'm trying to see. If you want to try and highlight some other key games that are outside of our conferences. Well, and I'll tell you, you know, my head would be over in the Missouri Valley. Just a second here. And again, First I, one think, I, I think... Go ahead. I have one that catches my eye immediately, and it's in the MEAC, believe it or not. Howard at Bethune-Cookman. Staff that was one of the things that uh, that was definitely one of the games that that Preston was bringing up as well. I mean, really, it truly is one of the one of the key matchup games of the of the week for for them. So, I mean, NC Central isn't going to do anything with Duke. You know, North Carolina A and T ought to just mash Morgan State. Yeah, I mean. 
you have Norfolk State and South Carolina State, and then who's who's Florida and A and M playing? I don't even recognize that. Is that Savannah? Savannah State. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know that that's going to get that could possibly be an ugly game. They, you know, they lost fifty-two nothing to UAB. Of course, they they played two. Um, they played two FBS teams. They played Miami, and then they then they also just got beaten up by uh, UAB. You know, mm-hmm. so far if you look at their 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 line score, their points for is zero. Their line their score against is one hundred twenty nine. But last week they were supposed to play Howard. It got postponed because of the hurricanes. You know, and now they're going to go play Florida A&M. So, that ought to be a good game for them. Yeah, I was looking at Charleston Southern and Elon. And looking at Charleston Southern's schedule, you know, they started started the season against Florida, got walloped. They haven't played in three weeks since. And now they go on the road to Elon. Oh, my. So is there going to be a little rust factor? I mean, have they got enough practice in that they're going to be a game ready? Yeah, that's that's a big question. And um, Elon, you know, they got their game last week canceled versus William and Mary, but they actually at least they have more game action, more competitive game action because Charleston Southern's game wasn't even competitive, obviously against Florida. You know, Elon. 20-point loss against Southern Florida to start the season, and then 38-point win at home against Furman. Wouldn't be surprised if Elon just had their way with Charleston Southern. Yeah, that does make sense. Second, I was just trying to find some other some other games here in the uh, actually let me just do the FCS whole as a whole. I think we have Adam back. Are you there, Adam? I'm back, guys. Good. Deal. All right. Uh, we wrapped up our conferences. If you want to go ahead and get yours in there. Yeah. Not many good games really in mine. Good game really. I was have Ivy League. I'd say the best game would probably be Dartmouth and Holy Cross. Just because of how good Holy Cross looked in that second half last week. The only reason why I picked that one. Otherwise, there's not really many good games in there. Maybe Monmouth and Princeton. Then the Big Sky. I actually had Montana versus South State. It's their, it's Montana's, I think it's their second home game this year. They're 2-1, same as Sac State. Sac State surprising the big sky a little bit this year with 2-1 record going into week four. I think Sac State could handle them, but I think Montana pulls out a late score to win it. Then in the Valley, two pretty good games. There's the starting off in... Where is it at? In Fort Collins, Colorado, we got the Illinois State Redbirds heading to Colorado State. FCS, FCS game. 
I think it's one of the good chance of being upset for Illinois State, upsetting Colorado State. It's going to be a good matchup, I think. Only other member I was facing that Mountain West was UNLV in 97, and they lost, but I see Illinois State winning this game in Fort Collins, handling the... They are the Rams, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the Rams. I think they're handling the Rams pretty well. And then I think I heard Jeff talk about this one. Up in Fargo, we got the first ever meeting between Delaware and NDSU. See, if it wasn't a homecoming game, I'd see it a little closer, but I think NDSU pulls this one out by about a two or three score win. I think they'll play it a lot more, a lot harder, and they'll want to win even more when it's at homecoming. So I see that being a bigger win with the homecoming part of it. And then in the South, one of the game that we had talked about earlier was our game of the week, which we've already discussed. So, yeah, I wrapped up my conferences. All right, good deal. Now we're just highlighting other marquee games for the week. I pointed uh, out Howard, but soon Cookman. That should be a good one. See. Trying to find one we haven't talked about yet. Um, I think that's going to be kind of awkward at this point. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. How much of a chance does McNeese have on the road against BYU? None. I, I, I say none just because BYU went in and beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Um, let's look. Um. Another games of this week. See, Robert Morris and Bryant could be a good game. Um, I think Bryant will win it. I mean, it's at Bryant. Yeah. Trying to find that game. Yeah, I think that should be a good game. Um, the one I just saw that caught my eye was Prairie View A&M at Arkansas Pine Bluff. Just because they're two weaker teams, I think that could be a close game for the two of them. I don't know. Prairie View play like they have the other teams this season. If they play like I think the goal. State, I think the goal is – I think they win – I think the goal this week is just n- don't allow 90. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the goal for Arkansas, at least. <laughs> Let's see. I didn't realize that Southern Utah had lost all three of their games already. They're facing – they're going up to Flagstaff to face Northern Arizona, I see. Yeah, who might not even have Cookus again. 
Yeah, Southern Utah, they lost to two FBS schools in North Alabama. Right, Oregon State and then Arizona. But, yeah, the fact that they lost to North Alabama at home. Yeah. You know, I definitely would have given that. Their quarterback still has 926 passing yards this year. That's a little over 300 yards, I think, per game on average. That's pretty good. Yeah. Then they're they ranked. stop the other team throwing that much on them. Yeah, then they're ranked ninth in overall yards for offensive in the FCS, and they're ranked eighth in passing yards. So, so defense can do something. They might be okay the rest of the year. Because their defense is ranked mid to late teens and early 20s. So the games are this week. Sort of a down week, it seems, for the FCS. I know. Just to prove that, I'm looking at Dartmouth and Holy Cross. Yeah. I mean, Holy Cross held their own against Colgate. They beat Yale last week. Dartmouth had their first game of the season last week, and they handled George. They shut out Georgetown, actually. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. Looking for anyone here? Looking for a game where there's like no wins for either team, but I didn't see one of those yet. Yeah, that's hard to find. I it. There was a winless team that interests me. It's Lafayette. Lafayette goes to Colgate. Colgate, while they're undefeated, hasn't really – they haven't really dominated anybody. They beat Holy Cross by seven and then scored ten points on UNH, so that was enough to win by seven. So now yeah. they host Lafayette, who held their own last week against Monmouth, lost by four. Now they got blown out by Sacred Heart in Delaware. So can Lafayette find the win column? For the first time this year, I think it's a good chance because Colgate really doesn't score a lot of points, but they yeah. also don't give up a lot of points either. Yeah, they can. Can Fordham go in and get their first win this week? I think they can. They, I, think, I think they'll. I think they'll they lost, defeat Central Connecticut. They, they lost by twenty-four to FBS Charlotte, who's not very good, but then they lost big to Richmond and big to Stony Brook. I think they might be able to beat Central Connecticut State this week. Because let's see, who is their one win? Yeah, their one win was Lincoln University out of Pennsylvania. I don't think they're very good this year anyways, so I think Fordham can get their first win this week. Basically, what I'm looking for now, anyways, is teams that can get their first win. Could Eastern Illinois get their first win over Tennessee State? Dakota was just previewing that game. Did you talk about that one? Yeah, that was one of my OVC games. Because they haven't. Because the only problem with that one is Tennessee State hasn't played since September 1st. Yeah. That's why I noticed their last two games have all been canceled. One was postponed, yeah, and one was canceled. 
I know we touched on it a little bit, but yeah, that Southern Utah and Northern Arizona game, that really that really intrigued me. Especially, you know, the yeah. last time we saw Northern Arizona on the football field and then Southern Utah, as you said, they have a very potent offense, but they can't get on the in the win column. Although their last two have been to FBS opponents. But that you know, the opening yeah. game against North Alabama at home. So they really need a bounce back win. If Northern Arizona drops this game, that really all but ends their chance at a playoff bid, I would think. I would think so, too. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Should we move into into some of our FBS picks here? Sure. we got 19 minutes left. Why not? Well, let's, uh, let's go right there with that. Uh, all right. Northern Arizona is hosting Southern Utah. What's your thoughts? Southern Utah wins by three. There you go. Second. All right. So Southern Utah for you, Dakota. What are you? What's your thoughts? I mean, Northern Arizona really needs this win to bounce back after last week's blunder but they might not be completely healthy. Southern Utah definitely has offense. I'm thinking of a shootout, and I don't think Northern Arizona is going to be able to keep it. I'll give me Southern Utah as well. Well, and actually just looking at the records, I was just thinking the same thing. Again, they played Arizona. They played another Pac-12 team, I believe. Yeah, Oregon State. Yeah. So, I mean, those are those are games that actually will be interesting to look at then for because those two, Arizona and Oregon State, are playing each other this week. That might be a predictor for those games, you know, how they both played against Southern Utah as their common opponent. That being said, though, yeah. I agree with both of you. I think Southern Utah finally finds the win column this week. So we'll, we'll go with Southern Utah in that game. Second. I'll tell you what, um, and then there was another game, it was an Ohio Valley game that you were, throw off the Ohio Valley game we were just talking about. Was it SEMO in Eastern Kentucky? I think it was. I think it would go with that, too. Um, yeah, that one works, too. Honestly, personally, I'm good with Eastern Kentucky needs that game, but I, I really think SEMO is going to come in there, and, and I think they're going to do what they're expected to do here. They're they're actually going to upset Eastern Kentucky if it's if it's an upset. I think I think we've got SEMO going out of here three and one. I agree. I got SEMO after how it how it looked like they had played really well against um, Southern Illinois, and. I think they could pull that one out. I'm going to go in the opposite direction. It's going to be a very close contest. And I think being at Eastern Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky already faced two FBS schools, and they held both of them to a respectable margin. And then their one FCS game was a blowout against Moorhead State. 
So, SEMO, they're coming off that huge win against Southern Illinois. So, that's definitely going to be a momentum booster. I think being at Eastern Kentucky, I trust Eastern Kentucky's defense a little more. I think their offense can compete with SEMO. I think Eastern Kentucky will defend their home field. Okay. All right. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out this this conference game from I think this was the Pioneer, Davidson at Dayton. Uh, you know Dayton Ooh. last year went to the playoffs. Davidson having the better year as so far. Uh, Dayton hasn't really had that game that that impresses anybody yet, and uh, they've only won I think one game out of their three. So who do you like? So who do you like in this game? Dayton. Yes, yeah, I agree with Dayton. Because Davidson, they've played three D2 or lower schools. That's their three wins. So I have Dayton winning this. Got it. Okay. Actually, I think that we're going to uh, – you, you also agreed with uh, with Adam on that one? Yeah, same reason. Davidson's they've only played D two and D three schools. Uh at least Dayton's been playing FCS schools. And one of those losses was to SEMO, so um I think Dayton will defeat okay. Davidson. Got it. And let me also grab one of Preston's games here. Howard at Bethune Cookman. Ooh. Yeah, this is this is one that also caught my eye. Uh, Bethune Cookman, you know, started the season against Tennessee State from the Ohio Valley, and they really did not perform well against Tennessee State. No. You know, they bounced back next week against a D2 school, and then they played an FBS school. So, really haven't seen them again against FCS competition. While Howard, you know, they played two FBS schools and almost beat one of them. Yeah. And then – their game last week against Savannah State got canceled. Um, so, really, this is honestly a toss-up in my opinion. But just gone from what I've seen, um, I'm going to take Howard in a close one uh-huh. on the road. Okay. I'm Ooh. agreeing with you on that. Adam, is this a clean sweep here? Um, debating. Um, yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah, uh, give me Howard. Give you Howard. I just agree that me. you know Howard has has played the tougher competition and and yeah they almost won that one game but I, I just I, nothing makes me think Betsy and Cookman even at home is going to win this game. So yeah, I'm I'm happy to go with that. Let's see. Um, guys, should we go with our game of the week here? Sure. Sam Houston State at Nichols. Yeah. Let me go flip a coin right now. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> honestly where I'm at with these two teams. Sam Houston has not looked impressive at all. Nichols, like I like we've said, Plenty of times FBS went against Kansas, but since then has not looked impressive. Um, 
really both these teams are fighting for their lives, not even in the conference, just playoff contention as a whole, in my opinion. Yeah. So, with that said, both their offenses have just been lackluster. I trust Nichols' defense more than I trust Sam Houston's. It's at home. I think Nichols State can pull it out, and I think they defeat Sam Houston. I was working with that. Uh, you know, nothing against it, but again, same Houston State, I'm just feeling right now overrated. I just don't see that this is going to be a game that, you know, same Houston has had a chance to win a couple of these games, and they've just, for, for lack of a better term, they have just underperformed. You know, I, I'm going Nichols here as well. Yeah, about that. I just flipped the coin. <laughs> I'm going Sam Houston State. I think they turn it. I think they finally wake up and turn it around this week. It's definitely needed for the Bearcats. They want to. If they want yeah. to salvage the reputation that they've had so far, you know, close game against Prairie View, lost to UND. I mean, they really need to get something going. Same for Nichols. But Nichols, offense and defense, I just trust more at this yeah. point. One hmm. I really want to talk about, get y'all guys' opinion on, is in my conference against Sanford at, Sanford at Chattanooga. Mm. You know, I'm just I, I'm going. Wow, that's going to be a tough game. And, and my first instinct was to say I'm just going to go off of what Stanford's done so far. And then they last week they weren't so impressive. But I'm thinking I'm still thinking Stanford. This is a different Stanford team than what we've seen in the past. I think Stanford's going to. Going to bring this one back out here. Yeah, I would, Jeff. I think Stanford, they were beat up last week from when they played FSU. I think think they're healed up now. They come out and win a big one against Chattanooga at Chattanooga. I'll go for the uh, clean sweep. Sanford, obviously heartbreaker last week against Mercer. Chattanooga, despite being 3-0, and I don't feel like they've actually really had that big test yet. Now, they do have them at home. They did play the Citadel and won by one in overtime. But their other two games have against the lower teams in the OVC. So, I think Sanford, with their backs against the wall, find a way on the road against Chattanooga to get their season back on track. And I, I would say Sanford by 10 points. Good deal. You know, and nothing against it. I know, and I'm surprised Adam hasn't called for this game yet. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Delaware Which at one? Delaware, North Dakota. Ooh. Now, based off of what you just said, Delaware. But 
teach in North Dakota, not North Dakota State. So, good point. <laughs> <laughs> Had to call that one out. I think NDSU wins a big one here on their homecoming. I see it. Two touchdown game. I think this is the, a game where Delaware needs to at least have a good showing. I don't think they're going to win it. But I think this is where they need to at least have that good showing. So I, I'm i going to agree with you. It's probably going to be a, a score or two. But I think, I think it's going to be NDSU in the end. Yeah, I agree with both of you. Um, North Dakota State, staying at home, you know, their four, first four games of the season are at home. They have seven of their 11 at home. So must be nice to stay cozy in Fargo. But <laughs> Delaware come to town. All Delaware really hasn't impressed me much. <laughs> they, you know, they dropped their season over to Rhode Island. I don't, I don't see this game being close except when it's 0-0 on the open kickoff. I think North Dakota State wins big. Yeah, NDSU doesn't go on the road until the first two weeks of October. And so we go to UNI, then we come up down and beat up on Jeff Leathernex. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> hey, it's the only night game this year. Oh, and that being said, let's pick another game at least here. And we haven't uh, – it got referred to several times tonight. Just need to see where you guys feel about Dartmouth at Holy Cross. Holy Cross. I'm going opposite. I'm going Dartmouth. Ooh. Boy, you guys weren't supposed to come up with your answers that quick. Um, oh, Yeah. <laughs> I said my answer when I was previewing the game, so so I could come up with it quicker. You know what? I, I'm 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 thinking Dartmouth on this one. I just liked how they played last week. Uh, Holy Cross did come from behind by a lo- by a lot, but and then they won it in overtime. I'm just thinking though that this game is going to go uh, Dartmouth's way, so I'm going to take Dartmouth as well. Ooh. Before we run out yeah, of time been... here, yes, I do want to get to our one fan question that we do have. Oh, yes, I forgot about that. And it comes from Kevin Geeter, and he asks, what surprise results do we see happening this weekend that we may not expect, and do we see any major ranking changing because of those games? Ooh. I think your, I think your major ranking change is going to come from – uh, Sam Houston State and Nichols. You know, yeah. I think whoever whoever loses that Sam game is going to think like out. a stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least they'll drop out of mind. Well, I don't know if Sam Houston State will drop out. They'll I mean, they're drop at 11. 20. Yeah. Yeah, easily. And I'm not sure that, that whoever wins will get much of a boost. Yeah, no. Maybe if Nichols wins, they move up like one or two spots. Right. And 
Is there a potential you know, something y'all see happening that may surprise some folks? Um, well, based off of the non-ranked and ranked game part, I could see Sacramento State going in and beating Montana. Okay. That I think that one could be a possible upset. And I'll, and I'll tell you what, that would be something that would surprise me. So, but to me, it would also it would also be a surprise mm-hmm. if Portland State knocked off Montana State, even though that game is at Portland State. Yeah, that would surprise me too. Yeah, let's see. You know, Portland State hasn't played anybody this year. That makes me go. I mean, they've played Nevada, Oregon, and a Division two school. You know, I mean, I don't think that they're gonna that they're going to host Montana State and win. But we, no. you know, I, yeah, I think. I think that would be my surprise. I think Portland State possibly uh, pulling off the upset. Okay. Dakota, how about you? Let's see. Looking over this. I'm not fully wanting to jump in with just – I'm kind of thinking McNeese can be competitive against BYU. You're not saying they'll win outright, but – I'm not really ready to jump all the way in. I will go with um just looking over my notes here, let's see. Oof. Richmond and Stony Brook. Uh if it would surprise me honestly, if Richmond went to Stony Brook and did what they did St. Francis as well. I know St. Francis isn't much of a powerhouse, but not a lot of people are believing in the Spiders to start the season. So if they can go into Stony Brook and win, that makes next week games versus James Madison at home a lot more interesting. Yeah. Well, and as we discussed earlier, I think the Spiders need a little loving. So go Spiders. Hey, guys, uh, we have like eight seconds left. I think good night, all. Yep. Night, guys. Have a great weekend. Yep. And talk good to you night. Enjoy some football on Saturday. Pray for me. I'll be at a wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank <Lucky> you. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I, I think I'd rather be watching football.